Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, Andy, let's uh, look at uh, what's on your show today. Of course, Rural Roundup, folks. It's on between 12 and 1, all frequencies uh, barring Auckland and Wellington. And uh, every time uh, I look at uh, things uh, concerning uh, the rural industry, um, words uh, like debt come to play and then prices come to play as well. Uh, And there's uh, all sorts of uh, worry and concern there, Andy. Smithy, g'day mate. Yeah, look, um, to be honest, in farming, the last three to five years have actually been pretty good. Uh, very, very good prices, uh, actually very low interest rates, relatively speaking, but unfortunately in the last sort of 12 to 18 months, like all of life, uh, interest rates have risen, um, in- input costs have increased significantly, and then also we're starting to see um, commodity prices move back. So there's a massive squeeze going on in the rural sector at the moment, and some farmers are really, really starting to feel the pressure and um, we're starting to hear that word, you know, overdrafts, which have sort of went out of the uh, went out of the lexicon for a wee while, um, particularly in the dairy industry where very, very good prices. So um, there is light at the end of the tunnel, Smithy. Some commodity prices are sort of stabilising, although the, uh, the GDT fell a little bit this morning, but certainly some of those input prices like fertiliser are starting to move back, just not as fast as farmers would want. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. On the other side of things uh, is the vegetable aspect of it and uh, getting shoppers to buy at some of these prices is uh, becoming a real issue. I mean, it never used to be. I mean, God, it was like you could grow them in your backyard. They were, you know, a dime a dozen. But now, uh, particularly in where I live around here, which used to be regarded as one of the agricultural hubs of New Zealand, prices, Andy. Yeah, prices. Well, that's the problem, Smithy, as you know. Like, we'll talk about Hawke's Bay, obviously, that um, large amounts of the uh, vegetable crops have been wiped out. We've seen the storm up in Northland, which wiped out all the Coomera crops. Uh, and those take a wee while to come back. It's not like a, it's not like a, 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 um, a lettuce, you know, you can grow quite quickly. But... What the growers are finding, and it's really starting to concern them, there's plenty of supply back in the marketplace now. We've had enough time to grow it. But those prices have risen so significantly that there's consumer resistance to actually buying vegetables now. And people are just going, well, I'm sorry, but A, I just can't afford it. It's too expensive. And they remember the prices that there were. And so, believe it or not, vegetables are getting left unsold. And these are perishable goods. It's not like you can just sort of pack them away for a couple of weeks or freeze them and bring them out again. So it is causing a lot of concern. Um, Labour prices, fertiliser prices, all of those things go up. The interesting thing about vegetables, uh, Smithy, is they're bought and sold on an auction. So in the end, it will be... Uh, demand that, and so vegetable prices will fall eventually. I suspect as there is an, uh, more than enough supply. So, yeah, but it's going to hurt the growers. They're really going to hurt. Uh, those people that cook with a lot of olive oil might feel it as well, because uh, the olive oil um, industry is uh, set to get much more expen- uh, expensive in terms of their product after a really poor season in the Mediterranean. Um, it's led to their highest global prices, I understand, in 26 years. What I didn't understand, uh, Andy, and you, you see a lot of the olive industry around this country, we only make up 10% of production for our own consumption. 
Yeah, we do. Um, remember a few years ago, Smithy, it used to be really fashionable to go and buy yourself a little lifestyle block and plant a few olive trees and pretend you were living in the Mediterranean. Um, obviously, we don't have enough of that, or maybe people have gone away from that and found this actually bloody hard work. But you're right, only 10%. Probably, and a lot of it, maybe it's climatic. Um, you've got to have, I think, a fairly warm sort of climate for it. Um, I know a lot of them are grown around the Nelson region, around the Mootry, Mochuaca. There's a lot of olives around there, um, maybe up in your region as well, up in Northland. But, yeah, obviously, well, I suppose it just proves how much olive oil we go through. We must go through a heck of a lot of it as a country, I guess. Okay, so uh, let's look at uh, what's on uh, the show today. Andy, who have you got in particular? Well, we're going to talk about the new firearm register that is coming in in the middle of June. This is on the back of the Christchurch massacre, one of the um, commission's, uh, what, what do we call it, the, the commission's report was to register firearms. It's a highly controversial, 200 odd million dollars is being spent to set up this new register. The ACT Party are opposed to it massively. They will chuck it out. They reckon it's a complete waste of money. Uh, they think it's just going to create a list, if it's not secure, of um, a, a register basically for uh, gangs, if they can get hold of this, to um, to steal to order. So we're going to talk to Nicole McKee, who is the Axe Firearm Spokesperson, and then we're also going to talk to Richard McIntyre, who is Federated Farmers Firearm Spokesperson, and get his take on it as well, just to get a little bit of a, a sense of, of where this is going to go. But, um, mate, I think it's a done deal. I think we're going to have a register. I've actually thought long and hard about this myself. Um, my knee-jerk reaction initially was to go, nah, stuff it. You know, this is just typical compliance. But the more I've thought about it, you know, the more I think maybe it's something that we do need. Um, be interested in listeners' thoughts on that. But quite frankly, we register everything else, Smithy. We register your car, register everything. I don't know why we don't register guns. So, you know, it's it's we'll, we'll have a good yarn about it. Um, the other thing is the um, the New Zealand Dairy Industry Awards were held in uh, Auckland over the weekend. I would love to have gone, but um, couldn't quite get the company to spin for a trip to Auckland just for one uh, one uh, one night. Uh, but we're going to talk to Hayden and Bridget Goble, who were the um, New Zealand Dairy Industry Shear Farmer Awards. We'll do a bit of weather winners. They were the weather, uh, winners from Taranaki. And then we'll do some weather with Phil Duncan. And we'll have our Rural Hero of the Week, one of the most popular segments of the show. So that's what we got, mate. Okay, Andy, uh, we'll give you uh, about nine and a half minutes to get set for it, folks. That's uh, the Rural Roundup. Uh, you can hear that um, on all frequencies um, uh, around the country, except for um, Auckland and Wellington. Um, in the meantime, of course, uh, those listeners will be staying with Mark Stafford, and we shall hear what uh, Staff has uh, in line for us. Uh, I guess is a little bit of running it straight this afternoon, being Wednesday afternoon, so Staff will just have the three hours today and then... Sammy Hewitt, perhaps, um, and Kempy as well. Tony Kemp will take over from 3 o'clock. Uh, we'll just confirm that very shortly.